Imagine what it'd be like if we were really curious about each other. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Relational Spirituality, the weekly podcast of LargerStory.com, the podcast that sees all relationships as spiritual and all spiritual formation as relational. Now, here's your host for this week, Kep Crab. Welcome, everyone, to the Larger Story podcast, Relational Spirituality, where you belong, you become, and you can be known. Today's going to be a little different. I'm joined today by a, a colleague of mine for the past almost five years, five years here in about a month, Chris Gamble. Chris has been with me since basically the beginning of Larger Story, and I have been so grateful to have had Chris by my side as we've leaned on each other and hopefully relied on the Spirit's guidance to get us to where we are now with what you know is Larger Story. So Chris is, as you can guess, moving on to the next chapter of his journey, and he's going to be leaving us at Larger Story here pretty soon. And we just wanted to spend a little time chatting about his time here with Larger Story, what he's leaving with, and what the Lord's going to be doing with him in the rest of his journey. So I guess without any further ado, Chris, thanks for joining me today, brother. Hey, Kep. Good to be here. And hello, everyone. I will miss these times if if this is the last one I end up doing, but maybe maybe I'll make a guest appearance at one point in the future. I sure hope so. Yeah. So as I sat in down to, th- to think about this conversation, Kep, I started to kind of just write some questions. You know, how did I come to the conclusion of leaving? What's my experience been working with Larger Story? And what sort of came out was a narration of my time with Larger Story over the last five years. So, you know, what I mentioned to you just a little bit ago is is maybe I can jump into sharing some of that and chime in along the way, fill in details. But I thought I'd love to just share my smaller story within Larger Story here here on this, this episode. And I think that can lead up nicely to explaining the transition. So I was first introduced to you, Kep, five years ago, right around this time, May, by a a good friend of yours and a mentor of mine, Rich Cannon. I was at the time a couple of years into launching a mobile app startup that was struggling to get off the ground. We had built this app around this idea for more meaningful event networking that was less random and and hoping to run into the right people, but using an app to connect people with the right people in real time at the events. Well, built an app, but, but we weren't making money. And Rich knew that you were looking for help with larger story and building a website and that I was looking for income and connected me and you and said, you know, Kep, here's a guy. If it works, great. Chris, here's a guy. If it works, great. And if not, no problem. And, you know, we, I think we had a good conversation because that first one turned into this five years later. Well, if you remember, and again, if you remember, it was going to be a very temporary situation. You were only going to do maybe six months to a year just to kind of you know, help me out in some ways and, 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 you know, get a little dollars to do some of that, to continue to do what you were doing. And it, it kind of morphed into what it's been 
for the last five years, which which I always kind of like to refer as a as a very divine data point. You know, I think our friend, our mutual friend, uh, who I've known for years and who's been a, a spiritual mentor to you in many ways over the, the, the past several years of your life, I think was just used by the Holy Spirit to put us together. And it was really, it was very cool. So I was, it was fun yeah. to see, when, you know, even in retrospect, how the Lord's working and what the Lord's up to. Yeah, it, it felt like a good fit for me. Having prior to my app startup, I helped start a ministry in college that I then ran for a number of years after college. And then larger stories, the legacy ministry of Larry Crabb. Larry Crabb's a Christian psychologist. My degree was in psychology in my undergrad. And, and personally, I did a lot of soul care within my ministry setting and didn't even realize that that term existed until getting into work with, with larger stories. So it felt like a, it felt like a God appointment on my end as well from the get-go. And so it's been quite a journey kept that we've had over the last five years with larger story, plenty of ups and downs and, and twists and turns. And so, but we've come a, a long ways and since, and so I just kind of wanted to even talk about like just where we've come. So let me step in for just a second, just so yeah. I, I know you're just, you're kind of, kind of going off some notes perhaps, but I think at this point, you know, a lot of the things that happened in your life since you've been part of the team at Larger Story, um, where you've gotten married, you, you, you've gotten your home, you said you got a dog, which I always think is so cool. But a lot of big things have happened. You went through a lot of big things with me as, as we were continuing to build Larger Story with, with Kimmy's diagnosis, with, with dad passing away, all these different things that were kind of big pieces. So, I mean, you were in the trenches with me during a lot of those really intense moments that I think, you know, really will will always leave a a mark on me, bro, in terms of how you you kept me energized, you kept me encouraged, you kept me moving when sometimes I felt like I really didn't want to. And I was, you know, there was times where it was it would have been easy just to say, you know, I just want to walk away from this. I'll, I'll do we'll do something else, you know, maybe we can honor dad some other way or but this is too important. And I think that's been some of the the lessons that I've learned in these last 5 years working with you. Mm. Well, I may get to it here in a little bit, but it's been it's been mutual getting to go through my major life transitions with with getting married and some of yours with your wife's diagnosis, as you said. And yeah, I'll probably share a little bit more later, but you've been an inspiration to me through the journey. So continuing on with the narrative, we hosted our first event since your dad passed, which was the Larger Story Summit, which was a tribute to his life. And and I think it was it was a wonderful event. And and we've since and, and from that we introduced some of your dad's very good friends as voices that are able to that have learned from your dad and, and embodied his teaching, but are now expressing those learnings in their own unique voices in their spheres of influence. So we had our first event without your dad. We've introduced new voices through that event and 
through our podcast, which we've launched this year. We've got another event coming up early next year, Lord willing. As many people know, we filmed the first of a three-part spiritual formation, digital discipleship resources, what we call it. And we've got the next two on the way as we speak. We published the, the first of the last three of your dad's books, Waiting for Heaven. We did that self-publishing when all of his others have been produced by a, a publishing house. We're, we're, we have a pretty regular following with our, our podcast, which is, is cool. Kept personally, you and, and Larger Story and the team have been a, a tremendous blessing to me in my life. And in digging into that, and, and what you alluded to earlier, just a few months before I started with Larger Story, I had met a gal and started dating her. And, and if I had not had joined Larger Story within a few months, I wouldn't have had the, the means to take her out on a date much longer. And You're welcome. <laughs> yes. And which probably meant she... <laughs> would think this guy is not capable of being a provider and may have dipped out. No, I mean, she's probably not that shallow, but, but I, I say that to say that I got engaged to my wife and married my wife while at Larger Story. And kind of broadly, when I think about, about my time at Larger Story, a word that comes to mind is that it's been stabilizing in my life. Yeah, it's been the first job where I did work, but I didn't have to fundraise myself personally. And and so knowing that I did my work and I had a paycheck coming in and it was relatively gar guaranteed. Oh, no, that you know, this kind of stuff is fine. But, you know, it's interesting because I think what I'd want to chat more about with you today, bro, yeah, is uh, there's a lot of logistical things that we've done. I think we've had a chance by the grace of God to do a, a lot of, a lot of neat things. And a lot of things that I think really do have some opportunity to be life-changing. And we're in the middle of some of those now, and that's really kind of the, the essence of it. But so that's kind of where I want to go with you is you've now worked with this ministry. You, you didn't know Larry Crabb from anybody before you, you got a chance to meet dad several times. You actually got a chance to go through the SSD before he passed away. So, you know, when you start to think about, what did it do to you from a relational standpoint in respect to how you looked at your yourself now as as a husband um how you looked at yourself now as a as a son of god how you looked at yourself in in just different ways because i think that's where and i've said this to you before chris and i really mean it is i've known you now for 5 years and i've seen so much growth and desire to know the lord at a, at a deeper level in a way that really does change how we, how we live. And I've seen that with you. And that's been the thing that's been most exciting to me and why I'm so grateful to have had you first of all on, on, on the team, but now to, to, to send you off and keep doing that. I mean, you know, I've said, I've said this to you, you're always going to be a part of larger story. That's never going to change. You know, you might not be working for Larger Story anymore, but you're still going to be with Larger Story and involved in what we're doing because you're part of God's larger story. 
Your smaller story is, my smaller story is. And so how do we continue to keep this movement? And and again, I guess my my big my big question is more just what has happened to you relationally since you've been with with because I when when I first met you, you had really long hair and and you know, it was kind of kind of like, yeah, I think I know what I'm doing here. I'm pretty sharp, and you know, all these kind of things going on. And now you're a mid 30 year old guy with a wife that you just celebrated. Uh, was it three year anniversary or four year anniversary? My gosh, that's right, Th- four years. And you know, so that was just yesterday. Yes. So congratulations on that. But but how are you different? Because I want to believe, and I really do, that you are a different person than the first Chris Gamble that I met in 2018. You're not the same guy. And if you were, I think I would be really disappointed in that. <laughs> you shouldn't be the same guy. And you're not. Well, that that category is one of the ones that I've been thinking about. And one way of saying it is I've grown in awareness of how I impact others, which is is something your dad emphasized is is knowing how do we impact others. And some of the conclusions I've had are on the, the, the need for growth side. I do think I'm aware of, and, and, you know, you kind of allude to it, you know, long haired guy that thinks he knows what's up. I do think I'm aware that God impacts people through me in, in positive ways, but there are also some, some more difficult ways that I impact people particularly on our team that he has helped me to see. And I don't know that I'm over those things, but I can be very judgmental of others. And uh, I can either wear that judgment or I can even express that judgment. I can be condescending in, in, and that is how my judgment can sound. And, and kept you unfortunately have been the recipient of that. And I'm sorry that, and I've said this to you prior, but I'm sorry that you have been the recipient of that judgment and and pride and and condescending tone. And I'm grateful that you've been gracious and patient with me in my process of sanctification that is uncovered as we relate authentically and closely like we do on our team. One of the reasons, Chris, that I've been, I guess, so patient with you in so many ways, and we've had our times and I can handle somebody being condescending or any of those kind of things. But but I think one of the things that that really has given me hope is to see your desire to grow and your desire. You know, we talk about larger story with what does it mean to put Jesus on display? by how we relate to people. And you and I've talked many times about you can say the same thing in two very different ways <laughs> to get your point across. And one of my mentors talks about, you know, you catch more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. And so, you know, the growth process that I've seen in you in the last five years is as a, as a young man moving into now where you wouldn't be considered as young of a man anymore. You know, you're five years older now. You're a mid 30 year old man. And I love to see the growth that you've made in respect to how you love people well. And I feel like you've, you know, you've challenged me in ways in these five years, which has been awesome. And I've been grateful for that. I think I've challenged you in ways. 
and I think that it's been such a a great example of an older guy. I'm 20 years older than you are, and and a younger guy who who are working together for the same purpose, and yet still that iron sharpening iron piece. And you know, we've had a chance to to pray together a bunch. We've had a chance to cry together a bunch. We've had a chance to laugh together a bunch, and we've had a chance to see God's work taking place, not just in creating courses and producing books and and and, and putting together groups and ambassador groups and prayer teams and all that stuff and all the spiritual directors. That stuff's awesome. But what's it doing to you? What's going on in your soul, in your heart? And as you get ready to leave us at Larger Story, what are you taking with you? You know, because you know that now, you know, the one thing that you've become aware of is whether you're on a team of two people, three people, four people, or 25 people, there's going to be tension. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it works. And you remember remember what I said when we were going through some of those times? I said, if Peter, James, and John couldn't pull it together at the Mount of Transfiguration, we're arguing who's the coolest guy of us down here during that moment, we all don't have a chance. But we do have a chance to, you know, Dad used to say, and I've said this to you, Chris, and I love this line, it's not about failing because we're going to fail. But what do you do with that? Where do you go with that? How do you respond to your failure? And, uh, and to know that you're completely covered in the blood of Christ and you're completely redeemed, even though this side of heaven, you still have that flesh spirit battle. And, and I think you're going to have that all the way up to the very, very end. Mm-hmm. And I've had a chance to see a few people finish. And my biggest prayer for all of us is that we understand what it means to finish well. And I think what you and I've talked about is what does it mean to finish well as you finish with larger story? Mm-hmm. And I think, Chris, you have been, I think you have done that or are in the process of doing that. I know you haven't found a job yet. You're looking for one. And we'll get into kind of explaining that. I want to kind of keep moving here just so we can keep things rolling. Just to tell you all, Chris is going to be starting a master's degree program at John Johns Hopkins University in some very cool things. And he'll talk about that in a little bit, but so there's some transition happening. And he called me at the beginning of April and he said, very candidly, Kep, I've really enjoyed this and I, I, I'm, I'm never going to leave you hanging, but I'm, I'm going to be looking for another job. And I said to Chris, if you remember, I said, I've been waiting for this call. I knew this would happen at some point. This wasn't going to be the last job you ever had, but I said, uh, let's, let's finish this thing. Well, you know, don't give up on me and I won't give up on you. And let's do this well and continue to, to have this relationship that we've built. I love, I love how we're ending this professional relationship, Chris, but yet our personal relationship continues. Mm-hmm. And that's that's something that I'm as excited about anything. Cause I I would want to call you and say, Chris, I got an idea. Give me your quick thoughts. Just because I want your mind on it. I like the way you think. You've been, you've been my literally, you've been probably the closest partner I've had as we've started larger story. Um, through all the ups and downs, and you alluded to a few of them early, but it was it was rough early on. I didn't know what I was doing. We didn't know what we were trying to do. We knew we wanted to do something, but this was when Dad was still alive. And and just so you people know too, and I'm sitting here kind of giving Chris some some accolades, but he deserves these. Is before Zoom webinars became popular, which of course during COVID all of us realized that's how we lived. But probably about a year before we had to live that way, Chris said, well, let's get your dad doing webinars and we'll record them. And we probably recorded a couple of dozen of those in that year. That's material today that, that Chris, when I watch some of those videos, I'm in tears 
listening to my father teaching the scriptures. And those were your ideas. And those then had turned into this. And then, then, you know, then even dad, believe it or not, said, can I do something during COVID on Saturday nights to teach the Bible? And I said, done, we'll, we'll promote it and we'll, we'll do it on our zoom line and you do whatever you want to do. And he started to get excited about doing that, which by the way, is a miracle in itself, as you know. So all the stuff that you've been part of in helping create, helping develop, helping direct has been so important. And you've been a, a huge inspiration to me as we continue to move forward with Larger Story in the post-Chris Gamble era. But I'd like you to unpack, Chris, a little bit now. Unpack a little bit about what you're going to be doing and, and what's going to be happening. And, and, and kind of some of the, you know, you've kind of alluded again to some of the reasons that brought you to the fact that, you know, Kep, I need to move on. Talk a little bit about that for us now. I kind of had a third of my life crisis when I when I turned 35. I realized that I'm getting close to 40 and at that stage where we kind of start to establish ourselves or at least historically in a career direction and I've always been entrepreneurial minded hence the startup as I got hired and hence starting up a, a ministry before that and I realized through helping you start Larger Story that there is still a lot I don't know, just in business, finance, product development. So I, so I came to this conclusion, maybe I need to go back to school. And not to mention, my wife had just graduated with her master's. She got this job with a college starting here in Savannah. Everyone on their staff has at least one PhD, if not multiple. And, and they are very inspiring to be around. And so it just kind of got me thinking, I, I think I want to go back to school and learn how to do business and, and learn more about technology. So that was part of the seed there. And then I started looking at MBA schools and, and particularly remote ones so that I could continue to do larger story, but also get the education in the evenings or on the weekends, however they structured it. and. I found this program, so this is going into what I'm doing. I found this program. It's a dual master degree program. So it's an MBA at Johns Hopkins, and it's a master's of arts in what's called design leadership at a school called Maryland Institute College of Arts, MICA for short. And design leadership or a master's in design leadership is, is, is a degree kind of in what's known as design thinking. It's a, it's a way to solve problems and it's real, it's, related to user experience design. And that's like, how does a person experience a website? How does a person experience a software? How does a person experience walking into a store? That's a user experience design. And then it's related to product design. It's related to strategic problem solving. So this alternative degree, this alternative masters of arts in design leadership really perked my interest. So that's how I landed at the particular master's program that I'm going to. And then I started to think about the cost. It's not, it's not cheap to get an MBA from a good school and it's not cheap to get two master's degree. And, and I thought, I, you know, there are jobs out there that do tuition reimbursement. I bet, you know, Kep might want to work with me to help me go through school. But I was like, I don't want to ask more of larger story. And so I, I then started thinking like, well, what do I ultimately want to do? What direction do I want to go in? And 
and and think about the world we're in today. We're in the middle of a technology revolution. This is a little bit of what I was telling you and the team. We're in in the middle of a technology re- revolution, maybe like no other in history. And I know you've mentioned it, but like AI, artificial intelligence, is close to the point of being equitable to human intelligence. They, they think we're only a couple years off from having a machine that's as smart as a, a human and indistinguishable from a human and sounds kind of sci-fi and far-fetched. And, and Elon Musk has a company called Neuralink and he's implanting computer chips into brains so that brains can control things with their thoughts alone and that the chip can also influence the brain, which is just scary. And we're, we're in an age where augmented reality and virtual reality are also just around the corner. And people, I say this, but people are going to be living inside, you know, virtual reality worlds. They already do. And it's video games like Fortnite and World of Warcraft. And they spend most of their days on these video games. And it's got me thinking what is the role of a Christian with all of this hitting us in our world today? And what's the role of the church with all this hitting us in our world today? And what is biblically ethical? What should we speak out against? Say that's too far. And something you said at one point or another kept, but at one point, the church in history set the standard for culture and arts and innovation, particularly like around the Renaissance period. And the, the church created the university system, hospitals, com- commissioned much of the art in the world at that time. And now, the, and this is what you had said, it feels like Relevant. the world is dictating our culture and the church is playing catch up. And, and so if we want the, the, the church to have an influence on society, I mean, there, there are many aspects, but one aspect is what's happening in in technology. And so I hope to see more Christian minds in that sector contributing to what is ethical, innovating. And, and so by going into a master's program at a innovative research institution like Johns Hopkins and um, and now what I'm looking at with a transition. So I was thinking about all this and I was thinking, I, th- I, I think I want to move in the direction of more, of more software, technology, business, product development. And it's got me thinking and, and now looking and now applying to, to various companies. And that's where I'm at. It's been so fun, Chris, to see to see what the Lord's done in your life and the commitment that you've made to him and the growth that you've made in the last five years with, with Larger Story with us. And it's just been such a fun thing to be on the sidelines watching you, you grow and watching the Lord use you. And I don't think he's done, man. I think he's got big plans for you. And I'm excited for you. I mean, when you told me at the beginning of April... I, I I knew it was of the Lord because I felt so relaxed and so at peace and said, I know 
This is, I've been waiting for this call. I knew it was time. And you're leaving the larger story in a really good place. I think you've, you've allowed me to understand what it, uh, what it means to help manage people a little bit and, and, and be the leader of this organization in ways that I'm super grateful for. So I just, am, I'm really grateful, Chris, for what the Lord's doing in your life more than anything. I'm super thankful to have had you on my team for the last five years and, 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 and I'm grateful for the relationship that we'll have for the rest of our lives. And so we just wanted you all to know what was going on with Chris, because so many of you guys have developed relationships with him as well, which of course will not end when his time working for Larger Story ends. You'll, your relationships will continue mm-hmm. like mine will with Chris. And, you know, I'm just really proud of, of what, what the Lord's done in your life, Chris, and the husband that he's made you, the man that he's, that he's made you. And I hope I don't sound condescending when I tell you I'm proud of you of that, but, uh, but I'm grateful to have had you on my team and to have known you. And I can't wait to, to see what God's going to do with you, man. So anything you want to say as we, as we conclude your time with, with this ministry? Yeah, I did have a few more thoughts. You asked how I've grown relationally, and I could share a bunch of other ways that I've realized the sinful ways that I've impacted others. And so I'm just thankful to not just you, but the whole team for the team's graciousness and patience in loving me through the way that my sin does impact folks. And and like you've alluded to, impacts the way that I relate to Allison and want to relate to her differently. Because, you know, if you guys are getting it, how much more is Allison experiencing that? Also, just to touch on, I've developed so many skills vocationally within larger story related to absolutely website development, maintenance, podcast, audio editing, marketing, and just so on. And so what a blessing it has to have gotten to just grow my tool belt while I'm here. And then a couple more thoughts for me. You mentioned seeing your dad finish well, and I know that I won't forget how I got to watch your dad finish his life well. And my last grandparent died 30 years ago. So I didn't get to see that. And and I haven't actually lived next to older generations passing. And, and sadly, as you know, and we've alluded to, it is, it's also easy to see folks choose not to finish well. And 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 so, man, what a privilege to watch your dad finish his life. And then I wrote something that I wanted to, to say to you, Kep, which is I'm grateful for the risk of bringing on somebody you didn't know onto your team and myself. And for what I've perceived, Kep, as a genuine love and care for me, and my wife and my spiritual well-being and for doing what it takes to keep the lights on and your employees paid and, and that sense of stability that that's brought in my life. But ultimately I'm grateful for seeing you be obedient to God and in trying to see the impact that your father had and the legacy that he has established continue on to reach a broader audience for God's glory. And I also wanted to share that it's been an honor. We talked about, you know, your father's memory and and legacy. It's been an honor to participate in 
sharing and stewarding that memory and legacy and one that I hope that I haven't taken lightly. And, and as you mentioned in the ups and downs and walking through significant seasons in one another's life, it's been an honor to walk next to you as your dad and friend, mentor, and hero passed into glory. And it's been an honor and inspiration to see how you've loved, served, cared for, and sacrificed for your wife as she's battled for her life in her smaller story, because we know her life in the larger story is one that's eternally sealed. I hope that if I ever have to face something as scary as you have with Kimmy, that I face it with the eternal perspective that you've had throughout it. And that perspective I've, I've seen ground you and keep you when it could be easy, like we said, to lose hope, to quit, or to turn to other sources for comfort. So thank you for caring for me, Kep, in this team, in the way that you sought to lead us through each step of this journey. Well, I really, that means a, that means a whole lot, Chris. And uh, thank you for those words. And to tell you too, in respect to Kimmy and the cancer stuff with her, <laughs> I don't think I had that perspective early on. I think that's what's come. I think that God really put that in my life to allow me to have the perspective to be able to lead this ministry. I don't think I would have had the maturity or the perspective to to be able to, to lead this ministry in the way that that I've I think I've I've been able to get because of the Holy Spirit's work in my life in these last few years. That's why early on I was operating out of fear. And then you came in and we started to get a little more confidence in what we were, were wanting to do and made some changes and some decisions. And, um, and then all of a sudden we got hit with some, some big things. And that's just, you know, God's plan and God's larger story is perfect. And even though it has our screwed up smaller stories in it, it's not going to, it's not going to be thwarted. And it's going to come to fruition. And Chris, I'm just grateful for you, man. I'm grateful for where you're going. And you will always be a part of Larger Story, for sure. And uh, and always be a big part of it and a big part of, of, of establishing where we are now. So, Chris, I love you. Thanks for being part of my team and part of this team and, more importantly, part of God's team. And none of that will ever change. So you're on the team. But folks, thanks for joining us today. Be praying for Chris in this transition. Be praying for us with larger story during this transition as well. Our goal is to put Jesus on display as we as we wrap up this chapter, but it continues and life continues until Jesus comes back to take us home. Y'all have a great day. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next Tuesday. Thanks, guys. And love you too, Kep. If you like what you heard today, hit the like button just below. Then come back by subscribing to our podcast channel. For more resources on relational spirituality, go to our website at largerstory.com.